Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. Turn first-round picks like Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. The Volume. The Colin Cowherd Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel. More ways to win. Word came out that LeBron James is now part owner of the Boston Red Sox, also part owner of Liverpool in the English Premier League. It's part of the Fenway group. And a lot of people may be thinking, I mean, come on. How is he? Why is he? It's real simple. If you have a $500 million net worth plus, and LeBron is now closer to $900 million, where do you put your money right now? The stock market, the Dow Jones is over 32,000. Commercial real estate, not with a Zoom culture, no thanks. Residential real estate, he just upgraded to a Beverly Hills home. A tech company, come on, ask an angel investor. One out of 10, maybe one out of 15 hit. But ask yourself, what will absolutely for the world's richest people be there in 20 years? Sports teams, Liverpool, Red Sox, Yankees, Lakers. This is what the richest people in the world with the highest net worth have discovered, and it is a frenzy to get into sports ownership. And it is not easy to get into baseball ownership, the ultimate old man's club. Mark Cuban turned away by the Cubs years ago. The reality is if your net worth is big, the market is too hot, commercial real estate now scares people, Residential real estate, how many homes can you buy? We're probably in a bubble. Tech companies, the smartest investors in the world swing and miss on 90%. Sports teams, 
here to stay. And their value only going up because of sports gambling and the visceral connection fans have with sports. That's only growing. With that, I bring in Chad Millman, chief content officer of the Action Network, my friend for a long time. We decided at the Volume Sports, we wanted best of class. We wanted to bring in people that we thought were unique, passionate, and gave a take that was better than anybody else in their field or their genre. And so we put our heads together about six months ago and said, how do we get Chad Millman? Lucky for us, he'd been drinking heavily the weekend we offered, and he decided to sign a paper. It may be his signature. I can't tell. But we're calling it his signature, and Chad Millman joins us. So this is a big deal for us because you and I have worked for other companies, my former employer. We got along great. We hit it off. And you and I, not that we plotted, but while we were doing very well at our former employer, we often talked about being more entrepreneurial and that we knew it wasn't our last gig. We would say, listen, this is not our, this is not the final destination for us. So you go to the Action Network. Um, I go to Fox and iHeart and now the volume. And here we are working together again. Uh, I, I'm elated. Um, do you remember the first time you heard this idea of us working together on this project? Was it, was, did we come after you six months ago, seven months ago? I can tell you exactly. And by the way, let me just say, I am over the moon about it. Uh, you know, and I say this not for the benefit of the audience. You know how much I just like you personally. And we've become good friends over the years and stayed in contact even after we both left ESPN. Um, so this is fantastic. Plus, you are the pioneer in figuring out how to do gambling on mainstream platforms. And so it started, you were doing gambling on your radio show. I used to go on your radio show and talk about it when everybody else at ESPN was afraid to do it. And then today, when we did our first episode of The Favorites for the volume, and it turns out that my co-host on the podcast, Simon Hunter, yeah. has, something, has something hanging on his wall. It is a signed, a like picture from a Jimmy V Foundation event in 2003. For some, I swear to God, for some reason, the people who have signed it, it's like you, Chris Berman, Shaq, and honest <laughs> to God, me. And I, I have no, in 2003, I have no idea why I would have signed that thing. But um, clearly our relationship goes back a long way. And he asked me like, how did, how did I even get to know Colin? I'm like, I can tell you exactly what happened. We were standing in the hallway of building two outside the studio where you used to do your show at yeah. ESPN. And I walked by and you're like, I, I'm doing a new show on a Sunday morning. I want it to have gambling. Everyone says we can't do gambling. I want it to have gambling. I want you to come on. We're going to do a segment. Everybody wants to know about gambling. I'm like, all right, let's do it. And like, I never thought it would go anywhere. And then all of a sudden I had like all the producers calling me, hey, can you come do a rehearsal in the closet of this show that we're doing? And I'm like, okay, let's do it. And then all of a sudden it's on the air. And, um, you know, lo and behold, what is it? 10 years later, uh, yeah. we're in partnership doing this thing. And the, you guys, we first started talking about this. Yeah. It was like June or July of last year. It was a long time ago. Well, I have, you know, over the course of 20 years, have a pretty big audience and you have sophistication and knowledge in gambling. And so for us, 
you, we thought you validated what we want to become, which is a platform right alongside the growth of sports gambling. So we said, who do we want to get? I said, let's get Millman. We bring him on. And we like that it's right before the tournament because yeah. this is a very interesting tournament. Yes. Let's start with this. Do you have an overall principle worldview on the tournament? Do you bet it differently than professional sports or into... Now, these are sudden death games, so it feels very true to me, like you're getting true effort. You don't always get that in the NBA on a Tuesday night. Yep. You don't. It, it, baseball, similarly. It, last game of a road trip in Miami. Guys partied the night before. But I feel like this is one of the sporting events, like the NFL or major college football. I'm getting a true event. It's sudden death. That's my view on it. So the number's truer. How do you view it? What's your principal overview? I feel like it's full of opportunity. And there's two ways to think about it. One, are you thinking about it as someone who's doing what most of the world is doing, which is filling out a bracket, trying to win your bracket, whether you are playing at the highest level or you are playing with a bunch of friends that you shared you know, these days online or it's an office pool or whatever. So how do you think strategically about what do you want to do with these brackets? And then how do you identify the teams if you are a college basketball expert that you think will give you the most points in order to win your bracket. That's number one. And we're, I'm sure we will get into that. So I'll leave that on the side right now. The second part is, of course, there are massive opportunities as betters because what happens is normally, and it's a little bit different this year because there are just fewer blue bloods right. in the tournament, right? So normally you're getting these huge public teams. These are the teams that, that uh, non-betters love. So they will always bet on them no matter what the point spread is. It's the teams like Kansas and North Carolina, which you have, but it's also Kentucky. It's also Duke. It's also Indiana. And those are teams that like, no matter what happens, the, the public is going to bet on those teams. So you would bet on the underdog because the value is always going to be on the underdog. Even now, there are some opportunities there where because there are teams that have played so well and they are unknown and there's more of that in the tournament this year than in the past, there are very specific point spread betting opportunities that you can look at as well. So there's two different ways to look at it. You know, this is why I like guns. I've seen, I've seen Gonzaga play three or four times. Mark Few is one of my best friends in sports. Is that with a lot of the more talented teams out, Gonzaga to me was the best offensive team I saw. Regularly scored mid-90s. Did not feel like they were exerting a great deal of energy. Now you can say, what about their conference? But they played the Big 12 twice and went 2-0. and I don't feel with sort of the, you know, the college basketball is the apartment complex of sports. Nobody really wants to be there. The talented people want to play in the NBA. <laughs> so yeah, everybody that's in an apartment com complex would like to own a home or at least a condo. And so with a lot of those players, after a year, jettison college basketball, go to the NBA. That I do feel the offensive gap between Gonzaga and most of the field is more extreme this year that I always feel like there's seven or eight teams, multiple NBA players. They can run up and down the court. I'm not sure who the second best offensive team is. And I'm not a blank or the field guy, but I would be surprised if Gonzaga is not in the final. Am I, do I sound like a, like a dull, dullard, a, a dim gambler with that take? No, not at all. In fact, to me, uh, I've been having this debate with people nonstop the past couple of weeks, Gonzaga is so far and away 
the best team in college basketball right now, a couple things that you bring up. Number one, the conference. They beat really good teams this year. Like, it's not like they didn't play anybody. It's not like they spent the whole season in the middle of like the state of Washington, just playing Eastern Washington, right? Like they are a really good team. And you mentioned Mark Few. To me, what I'm looking for, whenever I'm looking for teams to bet on in the tournament, I'm thinking about the final four. I'm thinking about give me teams where coaches have been around for a while. So there is growth in the program. There is evolution in the program. They have become so good at building what they are trying to create. They are getting the people in there that know how to play their system. Number one, number two, Gonzaga this year, more than any other year, they've got a great mix of upperclassmen who can score. You mentioned the offense, but now they got Jalen Suggs. And Jalen Suggs is a transcendent talent for them, unlike anything they've had. And I think that is a massive game changer for them. So you're getting a combination of, the program that's been around forever, a great coach, the mix of upperclassmen and underclassmen who are transcendent. To me, I would do a Gonzaga or the field because to me, I have Gonzaga going to the finals. I have Gonzaga winning it all. I do think it gets very interesting in the other brackets. And I do think like you mentioned, you mentioned uh, offense. You could argue that the next best offenses in college basketball in the tournament right now are Colgate, Oral Roberts, and Ohio. <laughs> like that's how, that's like the, how different and sort of how level the playing field is in college basketball. So, uh, um, and I'm not, um, I'm a very casual college basketball fan. I'm much more into NFL, college football, um, NBA, postseason baseball. Those are my big four. And I do like soccer. But college basketball, again, this would be a very – casual fan appeal here. Cade Cunningham of Oklahoma State is as good as any player in the tournament. He may not be defended by an NBA player in his first three games. That feels like a team that could get on a little bit of a roll. Your thoughts? All right. So uh, it's funny that you mentioned them because if I am looking at sort of my, for, for lack of a better term, my bracket busters, right? These are the teams and and it gets back to a little bit of what I said in the beginning of the podcast. You need to think about when you are betting, when you're making brackets, who are the teams in each region that could blow up the bracket and advance and get to the sweet 16. You wanna look for teams that will win the first round and possibly win the second round. That's how you accrue points in the brackets, right? Oklahoma State, they, Kate Cunningham, obviously likely to be the number one pick, great team, but Liberty, they match up so well with this team. And it makes it really hard for me to say, okay, Oklahoma State is going to be a team that I can guarantee is going to move on, especially, by the way, in a, in a region where I actually think that is one of the harder regions. Um You've got a lot of what I call bet on teams in that region, bet on teams. And you probably know this from, you know, your years in Vegas. Like those are the teams the wise guys love. And inevitably this happens every year. The selection committee seems to take the bet on teams and have them match up with each other and then put all of them in the same region. And it drives the wise guys crazy because they miss out on a lot of opportunities. So to me, Oklahoma State actually feels ripe for sort of being bracket busted. Because because Liberty is another one of those teams. So you're saying Oklahoma State and Liberty 
are actually two teams that if they weren't playing each other could rattle off multiple wins. Exactly. Like, and, and in this case, in this example, exactly like, look, Liberty's great at shooting the three Oklahoma state, not great at defending the three Liberty is great at, at, at sort of a pack line defense. So they're going to defend the two point play Oklahoma state not very good at shooting the three. So all of the ways in which like Liberty can find in its, its advantage match up in the style of play against Oklahoma State. So that in the Midwest region, you happen to pick the one matchup that I have listed as a bracket buster. The Colin Coward Podcast, proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free. No deposit required at all. Plus, for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly. Instantly, when you make your first deposit with their 20% deposit match. Why do you play on FanDuel? First of all, FanDuel Fantasy, easy to use app. Take five seconds. Pick a new team every game. Compete for top cash payouts. For new users, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with their 20% deposit match. So just go to FanDuel.com slash cowherd that pays the bill for us fanduel.com slash cowherd for more info fanduel.com slash cowherd they know we sent you fanduel more ways to win this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let me throw this at you. Uh, the media likes stories. It's why Russell Westbrook, although nobody ever plays their best basketball with him, got an MVP. It was a good story. Durant left him. Everybody feels bad for Westbrook. He goosed his rebounding stats and got a triple-double. So it's a good story. He wasn't the most valuable player. Uh, he's never been the most valuable player on his own team. Forget the league. Here's a story now that's getting a lot of play. Patrick Ewing in Georgetown. It was a nice tournament but they didn't play very well. So the story has become way better than the team. And I think Georgetown gets knocked off very early. Could they get beat? Game one. Well, yeah. I mean, look, they're the 12th seed and they're playing against Colorado. And I think that obviously Colorado is one of those teams that- I plays- like Colorado. I saw them play twice. I like Colorado. Yeah. They're a good, look, they're a good team. And like, they're one of those programs that has been developing. Um the reactions from professional betters on this are completely mixed because some will say Georgetown got lucky to make it. And what you saw in the conference tournament is not who they are in the four years that Patrick Ewing has been the head coach. They're in that 12 spot. They're playing a five seed. The thing that people don't like about Colorado is that like, they do not come from a, a conference that has a lot of competition and Georgetown has had a little bit more competition being in their conference. And so, you know, you got to go against Villanova, you got to go against UConn. There is a little bit stiffer and it's yeah. more competitive. So that's the only thing that sort of has people waffling on this. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to go to the action network. I am betting Colorado to drub Georgetown. Wow. Drub Georgetown. I'll give you the score. 88-69. Write that down, Millman. I just wrote it down. They're going to Georgetown's going to get rolled. Better story than team and Colorado can get buckets. Patrick Ewing, nice guy, gets drubbed in the first round. Look, like it, it would not be surprising and I think this is one of those things where Georgetown he kind of got the tournament that he needed in order in order to continue getting the opportunities to coach at Georgetown. It always, to me, it's always so strange when you decide that you're going to hire the legend, because if the legend doesn't do well, you're kind of screwed. Like, what are you doing all of a sudden? Are you like, are you firing the guy after five years? Like the guy who you got statues of the guy who like made your program all of a sudden he's persona non grata at the school. That's, that's no fun. What do you make? of a team where you respect the coach, respect the program, but they have a key injury late, like a Villanova. Yep. You know they're good. You know they're well coached. You know they generally play well in the tournament, and all of a sudden, oh, injury. 
Uh, we know when Kenyon Martin got hurt, Cincinnati was no longer a number one team. I'm not insinuating that. But can Villanova, can Villanova win multiple games now? No. Uh, I'm off Villanova. Uh, in fact, in fact, you just pinpointed my South region bracket buster. Uh, I think Villanova is just not the same team without Gillespie. And Winthrop, to me, is a team that a lot of wise guys have been talking about. They love how this team plays. It's a really good matchup with Villanova. And I don't think Winthrop makes it to the Sweet 16 because I do think in the next round, they'd have a really difficult matchup with Purdue, which I think is one of two teams that could come out of the South in the final four in the South. I am not a backer of Baylor. I am not a backer of Ohio state. I like two other teams better to get to the final four, but I do think Winthrop has a really good chance against Villanova. And, and a lot of that is because of the injury. And so like, you could say, all right, well, what about sort of the experience that Jay Wright has as a coach? And like, that's helpful. But at the end of the day, like, you need to be able to have a team that is talented enough to win. And this is a team that has truly struggled in the absence of Gillespie right now, by the way, Nova's a six and a half point favorite. I would be taking Winthrop in this game and I would probably take Winthrop to advance. Wow. Just putting it out there. I am. Why not? What are we doing here, man? Are we taking shots? Are you building a business? (laughs) Are you taking risks? Like this morning I was driving my, my 14 year old to school. I'm like, Hey, you got any tests today? And he goes, no. He goes, do you? I go, man, every day is a test. Every day someone's coming after me. Everybody, I'm trying to go after somebody else. I want more eyeballs. I want more listens. Every day is a test in the media business when you're trying to start something. Well, your company's been going the Action Network for several years, and you have massive financial backing and experience with Peter Chernin. My company's run by me, so we're kind of fucked. I mean, that you know, that's it. Look, it's not pretty. I'm not going to lie to you, but you know what? We don't care. We, we have the utmost faith in you. I will tell you right now in every board meeting I've sat in for the past three years, you know what the one question I was asked about when we were asked about talent? Oh, give me a break. What? How can we be in business with Colin Coward? You were not. A hundred percent. I can show you the spreadsheet with every name of every person (laughs) worth talking to. And the only one that ever comes up, the only one that ever comes up, Colin Coward. By the way, I called Peter Chernin one day and I said, hey, uh, by the way, for our listener, Peter Chernin, Action Network, big investor guy, very successful. I called him one day and I said, give me a piece of advice. And And I called Mark Cuban. I called six really smart guys. And uh, I loved, Peter said, he goes, get ready to pivot. He goes, your company, six weeks, forget six months and six years, six weeks, you're going to do two or three things that you didn't even have on your chalkboard. So you, if you get all caught up in your little tunnel, you're done. You better learn to pivot. He goes, I could give you 30 business books. And sure enough, <laughs> we've had, and, and we've been very, very fortunate. I love where we're at. I mean, we land the Action Network in you. So that was one of our two like main goals. But it is funny. Rigidity is the death of a new business. It's the death. It is. And, and what, what's really interesting is when you start something new, you want to put together an outline and a plan of where you want to go. And then it's so scary to start it 
that you just want to stick to that plan because it feels like the guardrails on a roller coaster. And if you do that, you're limiting yourself to all the possibilities of the information and the inputs that you're getting that could make you go in a different direction. And that's why it's so much, it's so much more fun to be at a business like this. Look, we were at ESPN. It's hard to pivot. Like you are locked it's into too so big of, many it's, things. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, you know what it is? It's one of those um, warships, aircraft carrier. Yeah. And whereas your company and mine are more sailboats, you can we're pivot. Dinghies. We're little dinghies. Sailboats is nice too. Sailboats sounds better. Yeah, more sophisticated. Let's segue to something we both love, the NFL. Okay. I don't like Ryan Pace, the GM of the Bears, and I say that because my contacts in the league have questions. So I told the story on um, my TV radio show when this airs yesterday. You have to be careful of the discussions you allow yourself to be in. So about 30 years ago, I moved to Vegas. I was single, had some money, was hanging with guys who were single, had some money. And this one guy, Mark, I really like, said, hey, I want to go to lunch tomorrow with some of my buddies. I want to talk about a business opportunity. And about 30 seconds into it, I said, that's not a business opportunity. That sounds like a pyramid scheme. No, thank you. I said, A, I don't want to go to prison. B, I like you. And if you start saying things in that meeting that disgust me, then I won't like you. And C, I want deniability. So if in 10 years you go to prison, I can say, I have no idea what happened. <laughs> so I said, I'm, I'm not going to lunch. I don't even want to be involved in the discussions. And I segued that into the Chicago Bears. When you allowed yourself to not only get into the Russell Wilson discussions, but that you didn't deny them when they went public, and then you land Andy Dalton, that's promising your family two weeks in Honolulu over Christmas and then giving them a weekend at a state park. You built up your fan base, and now today Bears fans are, this. we got Andy Dalton with limited skill people. I thought it was a horrible 24 hours, 48 hours for the Bears. You love Chicago, have lived there. Your thoughts? I am beside myself if I weren't already beside myself. Meaning I have been so disappointed in this team since they traded up, up to get Mitch Trubisky. And I like it's hindsight is 2020. Obviously so many people I know felt this way when Mitch Trubisky was drafted. Deshaun Watson was a miracle as a quarterback in college. And, and there are so many studies about what you look for as a, as an analyst, when you are drafting someone to come into the NFL to be your franchise quarterback, chief among them, how many games have they played in college? You get that, you get someone who you know is going to be effective if they have been effective in that position, right? Was anybody more effective than Deshaun Watson? Like, it's just astonishing to me that they decided he was not worthy of being the guy. They had to go be geniuses and find someone like Mitch Trubisky, who they felt had like unrivaled talent. And he's been terrible. I also think, look, like Matt Nagy as a coach has just not been very good. And you could go back to the year that they had the double doink and the team was advancing and looked like they were doing okay. He made terrible coaching decisions and did not put the ball in the right people's hands at the right time and did not show faith in the people who could win them games. So this has been a cluster 
of bad decisions and hubris and ego. I am like the fact that they kept Pace and Nagy this year on a one-year deal and did not renew them to me is ownership saying, we know the fans are suckers. We don't care. They're going to keep coming back. They're going to keep signing up for season tickets. They're going to keep buying the PSAs because we don't want to have to extend these guys and show faith that might allow them to get more players because then we got to start paying more coaches like because we're going to have to fire them. So instead, they're throwing in the towel under the year and we're getting bad decisions and bad quarterbacks. That's my take on it as a Bears fan. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so your audience at the Action Network, these are gamblers and very sophisticated people 
my audience is a lot of casual fans who doesn't understand some of the numbers and some of the lexicon of gambling. So I want to keep this really simple, and I want you to explain this. Okay. So the worst division in football is the NFC East. The Cowboys are currently minus 105 to win it. So just tell my audience what that means. Basically means the Cowboys are even money to win the NFC East. And that number is determined by bookmakers. And your audience would be surprised to know they are the biggest influence on that number. Because what happens is bookmakers, bookmakers are pop psychologists, right? They look at the public and they say, what are these people thinking? And then they will make a number based on what they think will bring them the most money while still not making them liable for too much of a loss. The Cowboys are a public team. We talked about public teams earlier in college basketball. When you talk about it in football, the Cowboys, Packers, Patriots, Steelers, Bears, those five teams always get more money than anybody else because they have more fans who are more passionate. So if I bet $500 on the Cowboys to win and they do minus 105, what does my gambler get back? At minus 105, you would basically, you'd get about like, uh, basically $100. Okay. I mean, $500. That, that's what you would get. All right. Washington is plus 300. They won the division last year. Tell me your thoughts on that number. And with the signing of Ryan Fitzpatrick, which was a big bowl of nothing for me, a mistake-prone gunslinger, which is the last thing I would have thought they would have chosen, your thoughts on the number and the thoughts of Washington repeating. All right. So I was a huge, huge fan of Washington, and um, I love their defense. I bet them at 60 to one to win the Super Bowl. The Fitzpatrick thing worries me because with Alex Smith, they were in a quarterback like him in perfect position to keep themselves in a spot to win a game because their defense is so good, right? That front four, they're going to get a nickname. And they could go down as a historically great front four. And that defense and Ron Rivera, like I just have faith in him as a coach. Fitzpatrick, look, he can do miracles. And if he has a great defense like that, maybe it gives him a little bit of a cushion. Um, and you saw what he was doing with Miami. And that Miami team might have gone to the playoffs if, if like he keeps playing. I mean, might have had a better experience than if he keeps playing. But um, it worries me because in games where it's going to matter and they do need to make a play, it's fifty. It's a 50-50 ball, right? And so I, I would still bet Washington at plus 300 because the Cowboys' defense is so bad that they're going to give up so many points and they're, they don't have any money. they got $12 million in cap space to help Dak Prescott, whereas I, I think the, the Washington football team is closer. And if I, bet and if I bet $500 similarly to the Dallas bet and Washington wins, what does the consumer get? $1,500. Boom. That's what we're trying to do. So I'm trying to teach my audience the intricacies and the lexicon because I really do believe that sometimes the smart people can talk over the head of the casual better. Now, futures are easy. Futures are 50 to 1, 30 to 1, 20 to 1. And game bets are easy. You know, I like this team minus three. You know, 
We can all figure that out. But we'll do this from time to time where I'm going to ask very remedial questions because there are people from your audience that know all this stuff. And my audience is just learning simply the language. Consider my audience often to be hockey fans watching their fourth hockey game ever. They're just trying to figure out icing. <laughs> They're just trying to figure it out. All right. One more NFL topic. Uh, Chad Millman, Shaq Griffin gone from Seattle. Mm-hmm. Noisy teams usually I bet against. And I don't know what Seattle is as a future bet right now. But Philadelphia got noisy. I downgraded them. Dallas is historically noisy. I think Seattle's had the noisiest offseason. They needed a corner in the draft. Now they need two. Um, Seattle worries me. Yeah. Your thoughts today on this drama and this division. For the record, I think Stafford is a win over Goff from 10 to 11. I do think they're more viable, higher ceiling with Stafford. But I, my, the team right now that's good, and I, I guess I have so much trust in Russell, I figure they'll squeeze into the playoffs. But how do you feel today about them? Uh, they are at 22 to 1. Um, they are not a play I would make. And for a lot of the reasons you discussed, I think that – Russell, there is something disconnected in that team right now. I think the frustration that he's showing this offseason was born of bad offensive line play, defenses that he was constantly having to bail out, no help. Um, And after a while, those things start to wear. I thought you had a keep to leave on your podcast about, say, three weeks ago. And his response about Matthew Stafford was – I thought the most honest and pure response that came from within someone who knows the NFL, which was Matthew Stafford. Like, I think that's an upgrade, but I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl. And I would go back to the Niners. Like, this really comes down to who do you think is a better coach, Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay? Well, Shanahan has owned him so far. and, and, And there's a reason why he's a better coach. And, and you could see it just in the way San Francisco last year is a better, they were a live team, man. Like you could put your money in San Francisco in certain spots and feel like you were in it no matter what, because this was a team It's almost like Kyle Shanahan, the harder it got for him, the more players he had injured, the more interested, more interesting it became. He, it's almost like he liked it being as hard as possible, as if it's not hard enough to win in the NFL. He wanted to be harder by having fewer players. So to me, what he was able to do schematically, like, and with his game plans was brilliant. And they were a team that I consistently bet on because they constantly got undervalued by the market. And so there were huge opportunities. So coming out of that division, I'm looking at San Francisco before I'm looking at anybody else. And, I, and they're a team to me that, that I actually did bet them uh, a futures bet uh, to win the Super Bowl as well. What were the what was the odds? What were the? I think that was about fourteen to one. Okay, that's a good bet. I like that. I made. I, I ended up like unloading on seven or eight futures bets. But to your point, you like we're talking about. Let's say I put twenty dollars on eight different futures bets, and I generally don't bet anything. The Niners were the only one that I did that was less than twenty dollars or less than um, less than twenty to one. Every other team, 
Washington, 60 to one, the chargers, 33 to one, the Raiders in case they get Deshaun Watson at 50 to one, the Panthers in case they get Deshaun Watson at about 50 or 60 to one. What I was trying to do was a little bit about what a lot of people did last year when they were handicapping where Brady would go is looking at the teams that I think might end up with a great quarterback who have all the other pieces. They've got a great coach, great defense. There's a lot of potential there. Put that great quarterback in place. And all of a sudden you've got a team that goes from 50 to one to 25 to one. And a lot of times when you're betting, and this is great for the audience, like all you want to do is, is find the value and beat where the line ends in, in gambling terms, it's called closing line value, right? So you want to, if I want to bet on the Washington football team at 60 to one, I'm doing it on a hunch. Maybe Deshaun Watson ends there and the closing line on the future. If Washington gets Deshaun Watson, it's going to be like 20 to one and it's going to go down from there. So I just beat, I beat the closing line. That's what you're looking for as a better as you want that value. All right, Milman, good stuff. Some college hoops, some NFL. Nice job. Dude, do you uh, want my official final four? Do people, do you want that? You want me to drive people to your network? Why don't, well, why, why shouldn't I, you force them to go to your network? I guess that's even, listen, you're a professional. You're a media professional. That's probably a hey. better idea. Go it, to it, the Action Network, go download the app to get all of our official final fours. Yeah, we're not giving away free soup here. You got to earn your, yeah. you know what? This is why I put my faith in you. You might, you know what? Like you might say is, you know, you're running a business, but I think you are running a business. I think it's going to go great. Yeah. Force people to go to the action network. He's going to give you all his picks. I, I am just a, a, an appetizer. I'm not giving away the entree here, folks. That's not the way it works. All right. Action network. This is Chad why Miller. we are sinking or swimming with you. <laughs> Grab your life preserver. All right, buddy. Good talking to you. <laughs> See you later. All right. All right. Follow us at The Volume Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Rate, review, and subscribe. We're having a party. Join us. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.